Okay. Uh, if you turn to page Kuf, let's see again Sif Yud Beis. Again, the rule of thumb is that something is only usher on the Bishlakim category if it's not nechal the way it is, and if it's something that's other shochem malachim. The cool we're going to use in Suf Yud Beis is that if somehow it got ready to eat and it wasn't a Bishal process, it doesn't make a difference if a Yid did it, a guy did it, as long as it's Roy Lachila now, the guy can take it the rest of the way. Let's see the Machab again in Suf Yud Beis, which we're in the middle of. Doesn't make a difference who salted it to make it edible. To my raw fish, it was salted. Now it's edible. Hare hain kemayishes bashlo mixes bishul ve'im tzalan avuchavim achar kain. And if a guy now cooks it the rest of the way, mutarim. Reason is because if it was edible by the time the guy got to it, it doesn't make difference what he does to it. About dogim maluchim gedolim. If they're very large fish with the salt, obviously has less of an effect. Next page, since it was only edible with the salting, and we're going to examine what means. It says a tremendous nafkamina for sushi, uh, as we will uh, go over. We were up to Sif Cotton, Kuftes Vob on the page before. He brings a kasha from the Achronim, a very obvious question. Uh, it's the first wide line in the Chalkas Benyamin, page Kufalif. Even though some people eat the large fish once they're salted, since most people don't like it and it's a very, very difficult way to eat things, therefore it's not considered an echel right now. If the guy cooks it, it's oser. The only problem is, we just finished learning last week. What's the din if a yid brings it from zero to one third? Yid cooked the macham and So we learn beferish. If a yid did the first third, the guy takes over afterwards. It's fine. Ah, but macham and is only nechal day of the chak. So what's the difference? That's a kasha in this whole. So the big fish assault is only nechal day of the chak. So so is macham and only gangsters on the run eat it like that. So by definition, it's only So why is it over there? We say once the Jew has it to one-third, it's okay. We don't care what happens afterwards. And over here, if it's a large fish that's salted, and it's really not that edible by most people. If the guy cooks the rest of it, it's a problem. What's the chilik? And he answered, Venera, the shiny awesome, Shatchilas Bishulu Hu Yisrael. Over there, at least a yid did something. He started from zero and cooked it up to one third. So he started off, okay, it's only an Echad by one third. But at least the yid was involved. Then the guy took over. Over here, if you have the salted large fish and nobody really eats, it's only Adeh Dechak, and nobody really cooked it yet. And then a guy finished it off, so then the entire process from 0 to 100, the Yid was not involved in any cooking. So that we don't allow. Everybody follow? It's, it's, it's tight, tight the, to the reuse. What? Salted, I don't think so. I don't think so, because that's, Misa is not cooking. It has to be Yad Yisrael Bemsa. It has to be, he has to do some Kosh of a Misa. 
even if he only brought it to one third, which is only a day of the clock. Um, we'll get to that soon. That's a good question, which the Machaber will discuss in the next sif. Uh, why is it in Hilchas Shabbos and Hilchas Bliyus and Yeridea we say Malichas Kabishal and and uh, and smoking? So we're going to get to that. It's not it's not for this for this purpose. So if the uh, if the guy salted it and from beginning to end, we don't answer it. Ah, it's Bishlakam. Malichas Kabishal. The answer is not for this purpose, and the Machaber will spell that out later. That's the that's the assumption, working assumption in the whole sif. But you're, you're correct. The Machaber is going to spell it out. So that is uh, his terrors again. Um, first line is Bishulo. Haya b'yai Yisrael v'chal shemixes Bishulo mi haya b'yai Yisrael b'shakam gamro ena b'chal b'shalakam sharei gam b'shul Yisrael murabo. Ma'ashayin kein hacha shatchilas hachshera lo haya da'idei Bishul klal. Nobody did any bishul over here. Rakai de malicha nimsa the chol bishula. So the second two thirds of it, or whatever it was, from the ayde dechak to the end, is ayde akum. Kivin shemetchilas habishli abedin davashen and achachayim kain kol bishula have like a bishul akum. It's aser and it remains aser. That's in the big fish. Uh, again, what he points out in kufta zayin is that the machaber's example is the time of the machaber. A small fish was easily treatable with some brine, some salt, some pickling, and it was good to go, like our herring. Herring is not cooked, right? Is it still that way? Right? You just put it in the brine and it goes. Obviously, the larger the fish, the less of an effect it has on that. Uh, what he points out in Kufta Zion is something we keep emphasizing, and that is, is no exercise because a big fish for a small fish. It depends at each society what's considered treated and cured enough that that's considered edible. And that gets back to the, with the advent of the sushi craze. Um, one of the term with the uh, OU tuna fish, with the Bishul uh, Yisrael, lack thereof, is the fact that the fish was really nechal kamoshu chai completely. Now, I told you we can discuss it, uh, just for the uh, a quick 30-second uh, uh, overview. Uh, any sushi experts over here? Avram, you must be an expert in it, whether you are or not. Uh, do, is there any treatment to that fish whatsoever? No. They're cutting up, they're going like this, throwing it in the water, taking it up, chopping it up, freezing it, and... That's not real sushi. If it's smoked, smoked is, is, is completely cured. We're going to get the hot smoking and cold smoking. We're going to review that soon. What? But that's not sushi. That's lox. You ever go to a, you ever go to a bris on Sunday morning? That's lox. What? Regular sushi is stuffed with the rice around it. It's raw, completely raw, not treated at all. Not salted, not cured in any way. That's what I thought. I'm just confirming. What? So why do people, just a silly economic question, why do people pay triple for sushi? I can buy my own raw fish, chop it up. So why do they have a thing, sushi grade? What's sushi grade? That's just certain So why do I need a fancy tuna? The tuna that goes into the cans. Okay, can I eat that raw? But that's what this, this heter is predicated on. Can I eat that as sushi? There's nothing unhealthy about it. Just mind that taste is good? It's not going to be as tender as okay. tasty, but yes, you could. That's okay. And that's cheap. It's cheap. Dogen, tilapia, the one that sells in those thin strips? I, I don't know why I'm surprised. I'm the one who thought that it wasn't cured at all. I don't know I'm surprised. So why, uh, why did they just get used to this in the past 25 years? What did the Oriental uh, people know that we didn't know? They just talked us into it? Madison Avenue sold, sold us a bill of goods? Well, what happened over here? What? 
Okay. Japanese the... culture was introduced to the West in mid 19th century to begin with, and that whole transition is has taken. I, I'm just okay. I'm just I'm fascinated why it's never pushed in this machaber. Uh, from the time the Gemara told the machaber and way past that uh, gigantic fish not salted was certainly not. And the big fish, even salted, were not really and the small little fish that were cured quickly are. No one dreamt in the worst nightmare of eating it raw. Okay. Right. It's just that's also fine. It's a good, it's a good historical kasha. Now that we love it with some stressing, yeah, okay. It's a, it's a good point. Anyway, that's what he he right. He, I mean, there hasn't yet come a time, maybe there will. Machaber is going to bring some, we're going to have some interesting examples uh, soon. The egg, which all you were fighting me on at the beginning, the egg remains the classic example of Bishal Akum material because it's not Nechel Kamosh Shachai, and the Machaber is going to bring down, even though you get swallowed with Rome. We all know a chazan that eats it before Shacharish, Shabbos morning. I question whether that's mutter, but uh, we all know somebody who does that. So, um, so why is that not considered some shita of nechal idei dechak? So we're going to make a chile between the ishmatian of this idei dechak to that super idei dechak. Why is it that nobody caught on that um, Sefer Aaron's mother? I think somebody here told me was it you who used to feed him this every morning. Um, is that a societal thing also, or is it somebody in the world eating raw eggs every morning, or that's uh, salmonella is dangerous? In, in Russia. I'm just uh, curious, is there any food? There's an established dish with the raw yeah. uh-huh. egg. No, but that's mixed. You brought that up once. That's mixed in. Yeah, that's not the story. Okay. I just, it's just fascinating. So anyway, so he just reiterates again that it's not exactly a custom of big fish and small fish. The gedarm and halacha we have to know is if it's nechal right now, by most people, then it's considered nechal kamoshu chai right now. If it's nechal de dechak, it's this machlekes. And then we're going to get to a next level of lower dechak where everybody's going to agree that's certainly bishalakim, which is like the egg. Uh, you, we're, we're gonna, I haven't finished with that yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marshal a fair shemachabra he talks about. And they're going to do away with the meat and make everybody look strange. Okay, we're going we're gonna to get to that. I haven't finished with that yet. As a matter of fact, uh, Tzvi, who has PTA tonight, um, told me his son-in-law was going to the prime girl and bring me back steak tartare. Sanlo was here for Shabbos. They asked him where the steak tartar was. He said he didn't get the prime grill. So uh, if anybody is there next to Manhattan, if you can please um, order one for me, I will think of reimbursing you, depending on how it tastes. Uh, <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. Uh, but yeah, I- even steak tartar, if the working assumption is never done for a thousand years, and um, it's just so interesting how the only guy crazy enough to do this is Ben Dursai, and that was only under, under direct FBI pressure. Otherwise, he never would have done it either. And even that, he didn't eat straight raw. He even waited until it was the third cook. So, either we're all crazy, or they we're missing something all these years. Yeah. What? Is that because they ran out of food? That's the same reason why. When I showed you those pictures of all those reptiles they were eating in the Far East, there was there was a, there was a famine. That's a good point, by the way. We couldn't get all this fish inland without getting spoiled, without the... Uh, you'd have to be... How are they going to get it here? Without, without refrigerated trucking? What? It's a, it's a fishing uh, nation. They live on fish. No, there. I'm saying here, it wouldn't get to... Yeah, there's a lot of islands. Yeah, in the Far East. Is that right? All those salmon, all those salmon, you know, Yeah. 
Um, I, by the way, just for the record, the, let's not get carried away. The fact that it's Nechakamoshu Chai, uh, some of you will dispute this, uh, it still has to be dressed up with avocados and a lot of rice for most people to like it. You'll have a whole steak and just dig in, and you like that just as much as fried fish? Okay, I've never had that yet, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get to it sooner or later. Okay, uh, anyway, so that's what he explains in Kuftes uh, Zayim. Let's go on um, to Kuf Yud Ches. Let's read the Ramah first, it's on page Kuf Gimel. So we had this, again, it was a Stam and a Yesh Matirin. The Yesh Matirin is going on something that's If the guy cooked it, you could still be making it, but it was somewhat edible. But the Stam of the Mechaber holds the Chumrah that has to be eaten by most normal people, or at least many normal people. At least the Chash of Amit HaMatsui. Hagah, top line of Kuv Gimel. V'lchein kol davish nechal chayp. Ayyadeh adachak, v'bishla v'lchavim dinam kedagin gedolim. Subject to that machlekes. And you asked me about the steak tartar. U'basar maluach. He's not even talking about basar, not maluach. Just... You're treating it already. Basar maluach, and an echol klal kameshuhuchai. One second. Vaser im nisbashlai devil chavim. And despite all the attempts, unless you nice to the contrary, if a, a guy, the classic case, if I had to give a share in Bishalakam, which I've been doing for the last couple of months, uh, the classic example of uh, a Bishalakam is a good steak. And that's still the psak. Even with fish, sushi, fish. Uh, we don't assume that there's a meat amatsi of normal people eating steak tartar. I know you all try to argue it's on the menus. Um, and you all can swear you had your shrugger's second cousin's brother-in-law uh, had some. Um, the mice is not a meat amatsi. And that was the working of some. That could change. I have no problem with that. But I'm just stating the fact the way it was. I don't think that changed. Now, uh, for the mevinim over here, is steak tartar also any meat that can be chopped up into fine pieces? So as you swallow it, you close your eyes and you hold your nose, you can get it down? You've had it? Yeah. Okay. Is it, it's, can that be done with any meat, or is that a specific cut? Usually they take ground fine ribs. Okay. And what they, what they put in it? Do they season it? Yes. They seasoned it. Of course. But they didn't cure it by the seasoning. They just seasoned it right before they put it on the table. Because it was... Okay. Salami... What's that? Uh, hot dogs. Okay, salami is cured? Salami is smoked. Smoked, okay. You have something that's cured that's not. Uh, this, this stuff they sell in the gas stations. This uh, jerky. Why do they do that? Jerky dried. Dried. So it's not cooked? Okay. Uh, is it edible? You just chew on it, but you want to look like a cowboy. They have a kosher brand now, by the way. Still one of the stores. Yeah. Yeah, does um, anybody buy them more than once? <laughs> After you try them? Just Really? I think you're working too hard in the office. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, uh, okay, so that, that's not Bishlach, because it's not cooked. So then it, they dry it with some technology, or just dry it like, like sun-dried? Avram, is there a technology being used? What? So Shai, does he have a special machine at home? Okay, so can somebody email Naftali after the Shia and tell him I want to discuss this with him next time I see him. Uh, is, is it cured with a special machine? Is there any technology for the beef jerky, or is that just 
Can you sun dry it? Can you dry it? Uh, you let it sit there and, and well, well, it's going to spoil. Okay. But it is totally cured, meaning it's just basically they put it into caves with fixed temperature. Not smoked. And, right. and let it hang there sometimes for a decade. A decade? Yep. They're not doing that at the beef jerky, are they? No. Uh, no. Okay. So they'll hang there for a decade and it doesn't get spoiled. No, that's a whole Okay. Um, that's interesting. So I guess that's an old uh, way, an old art of doing that. Yeah. Well, they, So I would suppose then the Ramah would say that if you didn't cure it for 10 years and you're just taking a piece of meat and the guy cooks it, you can't say, well, I could have had a way, in theory, to, uh, to eat this chai and therefore it's not also. Because you've got to go through a whole process and may look that wouldn't work. The steak tartare fascinates me and, um, and this stuff is, uh, is uh, legal and healthy, uh, Uri? There's no, there's no problem? What do they do with the salmonella and all that stuff? No, no, what do they do with the salmonella? What do they do with all the chashas we have with the, uh, with the raw, eggs? It's not raw anymore. It's it certainly is raw. Are you, go, are, are you over... No, 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 no. no the, uh, oh, the steak that time. It must be cured in some way. That's what I'm asking. It, 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 if it's cured in some way, then that's not what I was talking about. It has to be salted because it's kosher meat. Basically, in terms of salmonella, there's no food that's protected, period. Well, but if you cook it, they say don't eat the raw eggs because if you cook it's it, it still, gets the. Still, you know, with, but with you try. Hands, etc. Salmonella is salmonella. It's a separate issue. Now, okay. when it comes to with, the real issue with, with meat eaten raw, especially historically, was parasites. Because the okay, so what, that's a good point. So what do they do with them? The, right? So now FDA basically FDA freezes it. They make you freeze it. Really? They don't bother to do that by the lettuce and the cabbage. Why are they so mocked on the meat? Because, because they people. Why? Oh, those parasites. You mean it's a different strain of the three worst diseases in the world are parasites. Really? Yes. The uh-huh. two top in the world are malaria. Right. And, and schistosomiasis, which is, by the way, one of the type of schistosomiasis is endemic there in Australia. That's interesting. So, um... Okay, so you're saying, this, so they did some, so they checked this meat that, that they're serving, and even if it's not cooked, we hope they checked it well. That's the, uh, okay, uh, which, uh, you have to go to Manhattan for that, or do you have those local eateries? Uh-huh, okay, next time you're there, bring me back a little, um, a little portion, uh, and we will, uh, okay, okay, uh, Uri, the doctor said I don't want to have it the next day, so let me take that back. Next time you plan on going, let me know, and I'll come with you. <laughs> okay. So again, the Ramah says, Basar, Maluach, Enanech, HaKlal, Kamashuchai, V'asam, Esbasha, De'avachavim. And that's the way it remains, with the exception of this steak tartar, which we have to, uh, we have to check out. Um, take a look at Kufya Tess. See, Kufya Tess. Actually, take a look at Kufya Tess. I want to show you one interesting uh, example. See, Kufya Tess and Hechkov Gimel? Anything that's eaten raw only a day. Everybody got the chavushim. Chavushim are quinces. 
Um, can somebody help us out? Is a quince uh, eaten? Uh, I never met a quince. Is it eaten uh, raw, cooked? Well, he's Shacha saying that in those days it was eaten. Uh, it was. It was it had to be cooked. It was only eaten chayyeh day of the chag. Quince is a. It's a fruit, a vegetable. Okay, so, so the Shach says in his time it was not Nechaladeh It was only Nechaladeh Just, I don't, yeah, you think so. You think it's. You eat them straight. Okay, and then. It's hard. It is somewhat difficult to eat. Okay. Do people still cook it? Is it a cooked item? Okay. What's interesting is is that it's chashuv because the shach wouldn't be claiming the shayla if it wasn't Allah shachamalachim. So that's very interesting. That the quince is in the running for bishalakum, and the shach has to point out. And don't tell me it's nechalakamal shuchai because it's only a day of the chak in his times. So you guys might want to say change. It grows in Europe apparently. The shach had they weren't importing this stuff. No, I've heard of a quince. I just never, I can't, I wouldn't be able to identify it. But it, it's, Roshan is not a riot. They fly these things from all over the world. It doesn't sell regularly during the year? Here there's no consumption, but if you go, if you go... Where does it grow? What country? It's Europe, all over. Okay. Okay, next time you see one, if you can bring one in, I'm curious. Right. That's not a kasha, so we'll let it ripen. But after, I assume he's talking about where it's ripe, and he's still saying it's only idea of the chak, though. The next one is an interesting one. Armenim. You know what Armenim are? It's very nagea. Armenim are chestnuts. So you go in Manhattan. I wouldn't buy from these guys anyway, but technically, from a kasha's point of view, it's a little tricky, so I, I hate to say the possible cooler, but if you're ever walking in Manhattan in February when it's like five degrees, and you walk by a guy who's standing there freezing, with his roasted chestnuts. It's like a 34th and 8th around Madison Square Garden. Uh, and uh, the, you get the aromas. It's, it's very geschmack smell. And you want some. So technically, the reason I don't advise is you don't know what he's spraying on the thing, what he's doing. But technically, if you can look under the hood and see what type of oils and stop killing it, yeah, I can make an argument that they might be kosher. Um, are you going to have an issue of Bishul Akom? He's the one who roasted them. They have a guy standing behind the pushcart. So in the time of the shach, these chestnuts were edible raw, but only a day of the chach, and therefore this still is a, uh, an isra bishalakum. After you cook them before? Yeah, no, you, you cook them. No, no, so once you cook them, it's not discussion. Yeah. We're talking about, they have to be nechel, nechel kvoshuchai. He's saying they were, but barely, and therefore it's still a day of the chach. That's his so point. They, Again, that might change. Still cooking. Still cooking. Are they too hard? They are hard to peel. The peel is really what happens. Can you crack it out? Can you take a hammer? And no, it's, it's like thick. It's, yeah. Real, yeah. it's real labor. It's, Can you take a knife and scoop it out? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's edible? And then it's edible, yes. It's crunchy and it's interesting. So why say I did the chak? Because no one wants to peel it? That's it. Very, what Avram is raising is a very fascinating point. You hear what he's saying? He's saying it's just as edible. It's just hard to scoop out. I don't know. That's nechal al the chak. Okay. That's the shach saying. It's nechal al the chak. We don't know what he means. Let's consider the fact that 
But is it soft enough if you bite into it? It would go? No, no, that's, that's, that's no, the shell is hard. It's fairly it's hard. Not that's not true. Uh-huh. I, I actually happened to be at an exhibit of, of uh, like history of utensils. And the truth is, Nepal utensils were only... <laughs> only you would go to the <laughs> You're the only guy. You must have been the only guy in the museum. <laughs> but it comes in handy for sheer. Basically, basically, yeah. So they, they ha- the Hamadam didn't people, have them, like, right? Rich people carried their own set in their pocket. Like they, they would have a fork and a you know. <laughs> Okay, let's finish up here. Kasav Ashach, again. Kuf Yud Ches. Kasav Ashach, B'Shem Yitzvah Eta, Chavushim, that's the quince, Armonim of the chestnuts, Enon Echon L'chayin, Aladei Adachak. Aval B'Teres Chatas Kasav, Darmonim, that's the chestnuts, B'Chol Medina Zeyle, Roiv Achilas L'chayim. So it's not a machaikis. Benz Ba'itzim, Akam Ba'itzaman, what was the meaning? Akan divrei hashach be'emes hakol afi aminik, which he says makayim sanecha delchab be'etzam makom be'etzazman. One more kufiyates basam aluach and anecha klal kolish moshu chai. At least then mashma devatzalaymar the basam aluach and sotik as you pointed out, it's always salted if it's kosher. Gara af mi dogam gedayla maluchim. It's even more adir delchak than the large fish. One second that was salted the basam and anecha ella bedeche gadol. Again, before steak tartar. Filam atir and bedogma gadel, and even the mekilam in the last sif, in the, the machabra over here, made them bezer, dasa, ravi, kebetza, the kuliyama, yeshma, vishon, bishalakum, and there's no shaila by meat, there's definitely bishalakum. Well, now we have a shaila. Omnam. Kasavataz, the mocha, basa, harbe, put a tremendous amount of salt, finishtab, and melas, man, rab, which again, I, I don't know if that's what's making the steak tartar edible. The rival dover is the guy who eats steak tartar, and they don't salt, I'm saying, yeah, they don't salt it for kashra disease. This is cured, right? Right, correct. It's ready to go. And then it becomes mutter. But the stam meat is usher, and we'll wait till we get the taste test to see if it, things change. And tomorrow night in Mitzvah Shem, we'll start Sif Yud Gimel. Yeah. Does it make a difference?